I think my current, um, feel like my current life expectation right now is that I should be heading towards having babies, uh, sooner than later. And I think it's very scary. I just went to a baby shower yesterday and I'm 27 and I'm going to be getting all shriveled up on the inside (laughs) soon. And it's scaring me. These are societal pressures. Yes. And I think we should talk about this. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the I Got This podcast with Lex and MGP. My name is Lex, and I've been a personal trainer over the last five years. Martha started her fitness journey with me three years ago, and over that time, she's lost over 60 pounds and changed her entire perspective on life. Join us each and every week as we talk about our journey together, healthy lifestyle habits, and of course, the I Got This mentality. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to I Got This Pod with Lex and MGP. Today, we are talking about societal pressures um, and where we feel like we're supposed to be in life and and in terms of like certain successes, failures, things that we should have. This was a topic that was recommended to us anonymously. So we appreciate all of our listeners listeners so much giving us topics because we do run out of them. (laughs) (laughs) And we do appreciate when we put out a poll or a question that people do respond. Yeah. We want to answer your questions and be part of that community. So thank you for doing that. I got this listeners. Yes, we really (laughs) do appreciate it. So thank you guys. We got a lot more, which are fun. And we got some lame ones. Do you guys want to hear some of the lame ones I got? Yeah, we should, we should share this. Okay. These These are, these are the not so helpful ones. (laughs) Not so helpful. They were kind of funny. Okay. They are hilarious. We did laugh for a little bit. It did. When I put this pull up, it's from the app is NGL, like not going to lie. And it's a link. And then you post it on your story and then you click the Mm -hmm. link and then people can submit anonymous questions. Did you have the, you didn't have social media growing up. No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're hilarious. Sorry. You didn't even have phones. Sorry. (laughs) We had phones, but not cell phones. Uh, this is, sorry. They just played out me on my age. Not that it is. When I was in middle school, we had this website. It was called Ask FM. It was where everybody could like ask you anonymous questions. Mm-hmm. And they were always like where you revealed your deepest, darkest crush. Or like, I mean, there was some not good stuff that went on, but it was. I'm, uh, I'm thinking that's a recipe for disaster right there. It, I mean, it was, but it also brought on the drama. <laughs> like, who sent me this? <laughs> or, you know, you could start some beef. Anyways. <laughs> but, I feel like there's some of that with some uh, of the responses we got here. We're like, who sent that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but some of them I was like, okay, I know who sent that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a good one. You watched Harry Potter question mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we both did. Watched them all. Are we Gryffindors or Slytherin? I, I feel like I'm a mix, but mostly Slytherin. I feel like you're a Gryffindor. I know I'm a Slytherin without a doubt. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like. I feel like I'm a half and half. I can see that. I When I did the quiz, I got Ravenclaw quite a few times, but I don't think that was right. Because nope. then, then I stopped like thinking about my answers. I just like answered like without thinking and then I got Slytherin. Yeah. When I did the sorting hat, it put me in Gryffindor. I could see you as Gryffindor. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> yeah. too good hearted. Hermione and I would You're be too besties. noble. <laughs> You're too smart and noble and just a good person. All right. Um, next was Dream Car. What's yours? It used to be a convertible Jag before they changed them. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> but, you know, any of the muscle cars are kind of fun if we're going just purely car. Well, you like muscle cars. All right. Yeah. All right. Mine would be the Ford Bronco for sure. Oh, you didn't say You said car. 
that's what I was trying to get. Oh, I didn't think. I know you're trying to get it. <laughs> or I would never like want a, a little car. I'd do like a souped up, like yeah, like a muscle car. That's why I said that, like a, something with engine. But yes. Oh no, I wouldn't do an engine. I would do like a Ford Bronco or like a yeah. Something okay, well, like that. vehicle in general is on the table, then yes, I wanted a Bronco and I want okay. the big one. None of this little baby Bronco thing. Yeah, That's you want fake. the, not the sport. No. I would get the Bronco. sport. No. Oh, awkward. <laughs> you, can't take this, you can't take the roof off on that one. Oh, I'm not, I don't need that. I, 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 I want that. <laughs> Nobody needs <laughs> this that. This isn't about need though. This question is not about need. Okay. okay. Have you ever had any surgery? I don't know what that, why that was. What asked. kind of surgery are they talking about? I've <laughs> got my weird. wisdom teeth out. That's it. And well, I've had a couple C-sections. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's yeah. that. Oh, what was your favorite show when you were a kid? Hmm. What was yours? I mean, we used to like to watch The Price is Right a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we are from very different times. <laughs> Mine was SpongeBob. <laughs> I did like I'm just, ready. Just I'm a, ready. Justice League was also another big one. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. That's always popular. Like yeah. no matter when, always popular. Yeah, loved Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. There you go. But he looked very different than today's Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Yeah, he looked nothing like that. He looked like a Ken doll back then. It's weird how like that has changed too. Mm -hmm. Like superstar, like movie stars, their look has changed a ton. Oh, yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Yes. We used to talk about it during training. We did. <laughs> and I think that's all the fun ones. This one's funny. When's the last time I wet the bed? <clears throat> I'd have to ask my mother. <laughs> you know, me too. <laughs> that was just for gigs for y'all. All right. So let's get into the good stuff. Uh, here was the actual question. Much appreciated. It is society's expectations for women or men to meet certain targets by certain ages, college degree, married children, financial wealth, mm -hmm. um, and many more. So, you know, it's funny. I think I've, I've felt this a lot. And I think at different times of your life, you feel different societal norms. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny. I think a big one for me, college degree. Uh, we were both lucky enough to go to Michigan State. Super awesome school. Go green, baby. Go white. <laughs> yep. Um, but I look back at it and I don't regret it. Dad, thanks. Because <laughs> I am very blessed. And I'm very grateful. But with the degree that I currently have, I learned more in the field than I did with my degree in kinesiology. However, you know, I did learn a ton in biomechanics class. I think uh, my anatomy class, my anatomy class mm -hmm. where I literally, it was my cadaver lab. I learned mm -hmm. insane amounts for sure. But I also think I could be doing the same thing without a degree. So I think like that's a really tricky one. I don't think everybody needs a degree. I think that's something that is becoming more normal too. Mm -hmm. And you can run an entire business better than most people, unless you're doing something more specific, like right. going into engineering, becoming an accountant, that type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to, I don't think college is for everyone right out of high school either. That's a solid point. You know, I mean, obviously we both did that route. Right. But my profession that I'm in now, I actually went back to college to get my teaching certificate in my thirties. And so I didn't begin, begin in the profession I'm in now until then. So I was in a lot of college classes in my mid-30s with, you know, kids who were 18 and 19. And I'm sure they were all like, oh, who's the old lady? She's going to ruin the curve. But, you know, it's that was the time for me to do that. And I got my master's. I graduated with my master's in my early 40s. I think that's the coolest thing. I really do. I think I've told you many times that huge career switch, choosing mm -hmm. to do something that actually fulfilled you and made you feel like you were like giving back to people and like literally going back to school. Mm -hmm. That's like, 
I just think that's the coolest thing. I do because a very few people, like many people are thinking like by 30, you should know exactly what the hell you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. I'm a huge Gary Vee fr- fan, as you all know. Devikan loved it. And he even is like, how how could anybody know what they want to do by 30, right? No. Like, I feel like most of us are still figuring it out. And even then, you you have t- you can switch careers every 10 years. Easily. I mean, I did it. Was it a lot of work? Of course. Yeah. Did I have to go back to school? Of course. And and yes, I'm in a profession where you do have to have a degree in it. You right. can't just say, I want to be a teacher and show up at a school. So you do have to have a degree and it behooves you to have a master's as well because right. of the way we get paid. And education is but, important. Like mm-hmm. I don't think education is not important. It's just choosing what avenue to educate yourself. Absolutely. There's more ways to be educated than just the formal go to university route. Exactly. And there's so many students that I work with that they're like, I just, I don't think I'm a book learner or I'm not, I'm not someone who wants to go to university. And we talk a lot about trade school or we talk about other avenues that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we've pushed kids so hard into university and some are not ready or that's not their route. Yeah. And we've forgotten all the skilled trades. You also, and the other thing is at that time, like, I didn't think it was an option. Like, no, I never did either. I, and that's like, I mean, I'm happy my parents set that standard to mm-hmm. an extent, but also like, I also at that time wasn't a free thinker. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I just was like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. I didn't become a f- free th- thinker and like really decide who I wanted to be or decide that I could rewrite my story until much mm-hmm. later in life. And I think now it's becoming way more popular and known that you decide your own path. You can do whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. After 18, like, yeah, you should finish a high school diploma is important, I think, yeah, for everyone, yeah. I agree. I do. But there's there's other ways to get there, too, if you're not a traditional school learner. I mean, you could get a GED. You could go to virtual school now. There's a lot of options to get to that diploma as well. Absolutely. Homeschool. Like, mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that went ra- that route more recently with, like, oh, yeah, the you know, pandemic. The pandemic. Pulled, pulled yeah. forward, yes, for sure. So that there are just so many ways to do things, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think schooling is a tricky one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Not everybody is a traditional learner. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to learn. And we figured that, you know. Even on, I'm that. sorry, but like I'm learning everything with this. You learned on, like you found all these apps just by doing research on Google. I yeah. am learning like how to edit videos. I'm using TikTok and like YouTube <laughs> so much. And it's like. It is true, like education and like research and everything that we need is at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. We just need to do the work to actually Google. But I do think, and I'm sorry, but I think my generation and generations younger mm-hmm. are almost like lazy. Like they don't even <laughs> want to look it up. And that's been me in the past. I'm like, I don't even want to look it up and I don't even want to be bad at something. I'm just going to call you out. Did you ever have to go to the library and use yes, the Yes, I had to go to the library, Martha. How old do you think I am? I know how old you are. That's yes. why I was like, I did have to go to the library. Did you have to use the card catalog? No, I didn't have to do that. I looked up on the computer what section the book was, and then usually the book would be on the computer. Well, I had to walk uphill both ways, barefoot in the snow, to the library. Oh, shush up. I roll. I know. No, I'm just kidding. But Um, no, I agree that there's a lot of ways you can educate ourselves. And even doing this podcast, I think we both really learned a ton in the last six months. So much. I feel like I'm getting better at tech. I Mm -hmm. feel like in the past I've said I wanted to get good at doing certain things. This has made like, it's given me a reason to get good at something. Mm -hmm. 
And I like that I'm bad at it right now. And I like that I'm trying to do something that's difficult. It's Even fun. when we ha- we've had a, we'll call it a fail. Yeah. I think we've learned from it and, and we've both come to grow in that way. We absolutely did. I think like failure is also something that like is also not talked about. Right. Like let's say you do fail at a career in mm-hmm. your early 20s or 30s. Let's say you get fired. Nobody talks about their fails. My generation, okay, or just America in general mm-hmm. is like the expectation is that you job hop every five to 10 years mm-hmm. because that's normally how you get a raise, yep. right? Correct. Or how you make big jumps in your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like so, a promotion instead of an internal promotion. It's really going external. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like, I also feel that too, heading into my thirties, like, okay, I'm doing the same thing I did when I was like 23. However, I'm definitely much better at it. I feel like I'm truly becoming a professional at it. But I do feel the pressure of like, well, which, what are you doing next? Like, how are you going to grow next? It's like, well, this is my growth. And I feel that pressure of, well, should I be job hopping? Like, I'm not job hopping. I love where I work. <laughs> I love what I do. And I have to like remind myself of that and talk myself through that. But how much more successful are you now than you were at 22 or 23? Yes. Right? Oh, my God. It's astronomical. The person that I am, the ability that I am, the knowledge to help others. Mm -hmm. And then even with this podcast, now I'm able to share it. And I'll be able to continue to build my own personal brand and my own personal business and be able to grow. But I just do think the norm is to job hop. And the norm is to make huge transitions and huge promotions and huge moves. And it's industry specific though, too, I think a little bit. Yes. But also it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but like, can't you just like, just like you said, like I am happy with where I'm currently at because I am growing in a different way than most people. I think I've heard a lot of people think that way and a lot of young people think that way for sure. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm just not happy, I'm just going to (laughs) go. Or, you know, they try to figure that out as well. That's a good one. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm not happy here, I'm just going to move on. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think it depends on why. Why you're not happy. Is it something you're doing? Is it something your expectations aren't being met? Mm -hmm. Or is it the actual environment that you're in? And so you have to look at a couple different things there. Yeah. You know, it it could be you. It could be external. You know, it's so funny. I have somebody I was training and she just loved what she did. Mm -hmm. She loved how she was growing within the company, but she hated the people that she worked with. And that's harsh. You can't change that. No. So she had to like switch something about Mm -hmm. the job, but that that (laughs) sucks. I'm sorry. But like, what if the people you work with are making the thing that you are doing not fun? Like if I didn't like my clients, (laughs) I would hate it. (laughs) Well, you just get rid of them. No. (laughs) I don't get rid of them. I love my clients. <laughs> I'm kidding you. But yeah, no, that there are some things you can't control. Yeah. You cannot control who your coworkers are sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can't control who your boss is sometimes mm-hmm. or most of the time. So yeah, yeah, those things are things you either have to figure out a workaround. Or the culture of a company. Or the culture of a company. That's a big right? thing. So those are the kinds of things that you can't control. Yes. Yeah. Mindset is a big thing though. Like mm-hmm. if you are just unhappy because you're bored with how something is going, I do think there have been times where I've been bored and we've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past as well, but I've made a personal mindset shift. Okay. Well, one big thing that I was really unhappy with was my schedule. I've shifted my schedule many times. Mm-hmm. 
And now I love my schedule. It's early mornings and late nights, but I get like a 10-hour gap in the middle of the day. (laughs) And I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, okay, well, what do I have control over and how can I change it if I don't want to move jobs or if I don't even have the ability to do so? Or maybe you're like, okay, well, I need to step back and do something like I hate my job so much. And I just want to go work at a coffee shop or be a bartender or – and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I think there's always a standard of like you should have the career that you're going to have for the rest of your life. No, that's not the case. Like Mm-mm. if you're happier doing something that is not like – like whatever you deem a career can be a career. Sorry. It just mm-hmm. means you're putting effort into it and you're going to get good at it and you're going to become a like a pro at it basically. Right. No, as long as you can support yourself and you're happy with the level that you're being supported, yeah, you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Yeah. Absolutely. No, there is a lot of societal um, pressure on that and you need to earn a certain amount by a certain age. You need to be at a certain spot. That's a, a big age. one. Yeah. That's a huge one. There should be no timeline on that. I think too. I, currently, I watch, I, there was this post, uh, I favorited it. It was, how everybody be going on all these trips. That's what it said. (laughs) That's literally what it said, word for word. How do you get the money for that? And that is literally what I think. I'm like, I definitely did quite a few like amazing trips previous year, Mm -hmm. this year. Now I'm like, no more trips for a while over here. That's what happens when you get a house. You compare (laughs) yourself. Yes. You compare yourself to all these other people and their travels too. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, by 30, I should be making enough to be able to live in a house, buy a house and be able to travel as literally as much as I want. And it's sad because like- That's not real. How is that real? (laughs) That's not real. I I don't understand. And then finally, I had a friend who was up front with me where I like kind of was like, yeah, I I truly was like, yeah, I can't afford to go on that trip right now. And they were like, oh, just, you know, like all of my money is going to my trips, literally all of it. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like that makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, it's priorities and your friend's priority might be different than your priorities right now. Traveling. And that's okay. Yeah. It's hard. (laughs) You'll have spurts of like, I want to travel. I want to hustle. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. I think especially it's hard for a long time to figure that out and Mm -hmm. figure out like, hey, whatever you choose to focus on right now, or you could be excited about one big trip a year, one big trip every two years, and that's okay. You don't have to go on eight trips every year. (laughs) And then worry about how you're going to pay your bills. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that is a lot of pressure there for sure. I think a ton. Social media really does do that, I think. They do because everyone's posting their their trips. Their best moments. <laughs> but they're also not posting the nights that they're staying in. They're not posting the nights mm. that they're working on something hard. And I find that even way more motivational mm-hmm. than watching all their trips. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> want to travel? I'm sorry, but who doesn't? <laughs> well, and they're also not posting them sitting at their desk trying to figure out which bills to pay first. True. Yes. <laughs> and that's crazy. It's just, it is. It's like the society norm of where you should be. Making enough money or a certain amount of money is hard. Okay, but have you seen that Instagram post where it's like at 26, J.K. Rowling had like $2 to her name mm-hmm. at – you know what I'm talking about, right? She was almost homeless, riding on the subway, that whole story. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are so many nameless stor- or like stories of like these people who were so, so success- successful later mm-hmm. in life. But a lot of them were, you know, really honestly – broke at a young age or in their 20s or in their Mm -hmm. 30s because 
they were working on their dream or working on doing something that was really, really difficult. Or just hadn't even figured it out yet. Yes. You hear the story of like Samuel L. Jackson? No. Yeah. He, he didn't shoot his first movie until he was like in his mid to late 40s. Wait, really? Yeah. That pumps me up. <laughs> that's See, and that's the truth. Like, And it's not saying that even that's the only route. There mm-hmm. are so many people who make like – work really hard at something and they decide finally that that thing isn't for them or they're working really hard at a dream. Mm -hmm. Like I'm never going to stop working hard to be where I want to be. I'm just not. I'm so committed to the person that I want to become and that Mm -hmm. vision in my head. And I don't care if it takes till I'm like 45 or 50. I don't care. Let me tell you, life doesn't end when you get to be 50. It doesn't. (laughs) And I think we do have that idea is like, okay, well, once I have kids, my life is over. Once I have you know, once I hit a certain age, I am no longer able to do these things that are going to be really hard or going to be really time consuming. That's just not true. I mean, does your life change when you have kids? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But now mine are grown. So I'm able to do things again, like other things. Yeah. So you're constantly in these different acts during your life. Right. And even I'm sure even when you had kids, Mm -hmm. like it didn't stop your life. Yes. You had to focus on little humans. Yeah. (laughs) While I had those little humans, that's when I got my teaching certificate. I was actually in school doing that. That's so cool. I was literally nine months pregnant with my mm-hmm. youngest, taking an exam, having to sit sideways in the desk because I didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What an you know, awesome to do visual. That, right? And then like think about your children watching you do something really hard. Mm-hmm. Like all I remember when I was growing up, I mean, yeah, I remember my dad was at work all the time, but he was building a business. Like right. I think a lot of people with their parents being when they're like building businesses or they're mm-hmm. getting their teaching degrees or they're right. doing something that's really hard. Like your kids will remember that. Mm-hmm. They don't forget that. Yeah. I mean, my oldest for the most part, you know, he would not go with me, but there were a couple of times he had to go to class with me because I didn't have childcare for him. And he learned how to sit in a university class and be quiet at like four years old. That's like so cool. <laughs> I would how, bribe him. How cool is it as a little kid to like, like think like, oh my God, look at all these big kids in these chairs. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. He loved cause you'd be in like, you know, the auditorium with the, how the desks come out of the, you know, yeah. that was really cool when you're four. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. So, so yeah, there's no like limit on when you need to be successful or when you need to find what you're supposed to be doing. I think once you start to take that pressure away, gosh, life gets easier. I feel like I have definitely said, okay, I'm just going to – I mean, I, I'm big on goal setting, but mm-hmm. I've kind of stopped setting like these, I have to be here by this age. So you're still setting goals, but not a deadline? I'm not setting a deadline. There you go. Mm-hmm. I have a certain – I, this is a fun one. I'm not going to tell you the number, but in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I have a number that I would like to make in one year. Okay. And it is, it's just like somewhere in my lifetime in one year, I would like this to be my income and I don't care when it mm-hmm. happens, okay. but if I can do that, like. So you have a dollar amount in your I have head. a dollar amount okay. in my head that I would like to bring in and mm-hmm. it could literally be one year and the next two years be zero. Okay. I don't care. But well, it must be a big number. <laughs> it's, it's not like unachievable. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It's not like a billion dollars. <laughs> One billion dollars. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw that out in the universe. I'd like to make a billion dollars. I'd like to make a billion dollars. Maybe Jeff will donate us some. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. We're not the ones that need it. Um, so, yeah, like I feel like setting goals, but like not being as intense about them constantly working towards them is awesome. 
but like, but feeling like you have to do something and letting it determine your self self worth or like letting it make you feel a certain way is not good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what you and I were talking about right as we sat down. You were saying you feel pressure to have kids. Yes, and I said you have lots of time. I literally, well, a lot of people around me are pregnant right now, and yes, some of them are like a few years older than me, but not that much older than mm-hmm. me. And like, I just feel like I oh my God, I don't feel like I could support a child. Like, (laughs) or like feel, I don't think, I mean, whoever really is ready. No, it's, it's a little frightening. Trust me. I'm sure. Yeah. Like you're probably like, oh my God. You're like six months pregnant. You're like, oh, this tiny human's coming soon. Yes. (laughs) And I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, okay, it's ready. It's time. But like, I didn't feel that way. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were kind of young. You were 27. (laughs) I was your age. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's like a big one. I'm, I do get scared. I'm like, okay, well your fertility, you know, starts to like your rate. You're fine still. Thank you. (laughs) But it's scary. I mean, it is. And then like somebody else told me like, I need to freeze my eggs. And I was like, I need to do what? (laughs) Are you 40? I mean, these things are legit. And if you do talk to a, like a gyno doctor, mm-hmm. they will say, no, actually 35 is late and yeah. your likelihood of like a very unsafe pregnancy is higher mm-hmm. in the later we wait. So there is no guarantee. Like, yes, I feel like I'm healthy. Yes, I feel like I'm fertile. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can gauge that, but right. I feel like I am, but there's no guarantees. No, there's no guarantee on anything though. That's true. I guess I'm never really anxious about much and that I'm like, oh. It's I- probably top of mind just because you've seen a lot of people that are pregnant right now. That's true. Or have yeah. had babies or whatever. So that's that's probably part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always believed, and I'm not a Pollyanna, you know that. Mm-hmm. But you, you what end is a up, Pollyanna? <laughs> someone who's just like everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Pollyanna. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the other term you gave me recently? Uh, what was it? It's... Well, we were wordsmithing. Wordsmithing. What's wordsmithing? <laughs> you were like Alexis. Are you talking to yourself? I was like, no. I'm just like. You're like, oh, you're wordsmithing. I was like, what does that mean? Figuring out how something should sound when you say it. Oh, yes. Like if you're going to give a speech or like when I have to lecture, ah. I might figure out how I'm going to say something. Yes. Wordsmith. I feel like I do that a lot then. Yeah. You just didn't know it. You're a wordsmith. I like this. Thanks. <laughs> um, but go ahead. You're not a Pollyanna. No, I'm not a Pollyanna. But I do truly believe that you end up with the family you're supposed to have. So. If you're meant to have 10 kids, you'll have 10 kids. Maybe you'll have them when you're 35. Hopefully not all at once. That would be a litter. <laughs> Although you'd probably be on the news and be really famous <laughs> if you did. What was that? that John and Kate plus eight. They had like eight kids at one time. Yeah. I could barely do one at a time. Just saying. But <laughs> but I appreciate that. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. So anybody out there, if you feel that way, that's how I'm feeling. Um, Marriage, but that's a hard whatever. pressure. Yeah. Well, those are deadlines you feel, right? Yeah. And I did get married kind of young and I maybe did have start having my family kind of young. Did not feel a pressure necessarily, but yeah. Now I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I had so much time. Yeah. But now you're like, a, you are like your kids are all graduated from college and they're starting their own lives and families. Right. And now you have so much life ahead of you, which is like, very cool. Right. A lot of my friends that are my age or even a little bit older still have kids in middle school and high school. That's so interesting. Which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I'm that. laughing at the, as them going to like a PTA meeting. Now, honestly, I go to high school every day, but that's my job. So. <laughs> slightly different. Slightly different. Mm-hmm. I don't have to stay there. So. Yeah. Wow, I like this. This is good. You shouldn't. You shouldn't feel rushed. That is definitely a decision you should not feel rushed into. No, and neither is marriage. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, that's the other thing. It's like you're like all as all your friends start to get like 
hooked up and stay in with in a relationship or like you should be in a relationship like guess what a lot of people get married and then they get divorced right a lot of people do so like why not wait until you're a hundred percent sure and, and you're never going to be a hundred percent sure i'm just going to tell you that right now really there is no hundred percent sorry brian i mean i'm a hundred percent sure now yes <laughs> but i'm talking the day of the wedding it's still always scary interesting you can be 99 percent, but there's always that like slight panic I'm sure. I'm sure you're like, oh my God, I'm ruining this my is life. Per- this is permanent. This is permanent. <laughs> but it's never really permanent. But it should be. That, should that was be. the mindset. I was not, I grew up with a single mother. So mm-hmm. I was not going to get married with the intention of it not being forever. Well, God, that's stupid. No, I agree. Like, but I, I don't know a lot think... of people that are like, well, yeah, okay, it's time. I guess we'll get married, whatever. Yeah. That was not my going to be my goal. Yeah. Nor was it my husband's. I don't want that to be mine either. Like yeah. I don't that's not the goal. The goal is to We know. talked about I mean we talked about that at length before we got married. Mm-hmm. That what what are our non-negotiables? What would cause a divorce? Let's make sure we're not doing those things. And we laid it out there. So I think you had a very hard conversation that a lot of people don't have before marriage, which mm-hmm. is really respectable. And honestly this November we'll be married 30 years. <gasps> Yay! So I mean, you know, it's, it's something's working. Yeah. Oh, I freaking love that. Congrats, Brian and Martha. (laughs) But I like that one. What other societal pressures do you feel? So I know mine are a lot of them are like basic and like you can, like, I mean, I think a lot of them are some that you feel, I think hitting 30 is always like that one. It's like, Oh my God, I'm 30. I have to have babies. I have to be married. I have to have my career. Right. Right. But like now you're past that. What are some Mm -hmm. that you feel right now? Well, now I'm in my 50s. So -hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, you count the days till retirement. No. Obviously, we're saving for retirement. I'm looking forward to retirement at some point. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people my age are trying to retire right now, you know, in their mid 50s. I'm not quite eligible yet in my job because I do get a pension and everything, but Mm -hmm. it's not something I'm necessarily counting the minutes to retirement. And when I do retire, it's not that I just want to have. I need to have a plan. Yeah. It's not like, okay, now I'm done. Done. I'm done and I'm doing just everything. Sit here and I don't know. What are you going to do? Right. So like, for me, when I retire from teaching, that's just moving on to the next thing, the next act, so to speak. So, yeah. you know, I had obviously as a child and then I had my first career as a buyer and then I went into teaching and then now what's next? So for me, when Hopefully I retire from this. teaching, yes, yeah. She's already yeah. started her next act. So everybody please support us yeah. so we can support Martha's retirement. Yeah. Anyways. And our worldwide tour. And our worldwide tour. Who will sponsor us? Continue. <laughs> exactly. So I'm transitioning right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that, and then even in my previous career, I was transitioning because I was getting my teaching degree as I was working my previous job. So, and you know what? I love the thing too. Like 60 is the new 40. It really mm-hmm. is. We are living longer. We are doing more and staying healthier for longer. Like, so it's I, like I'm in my mid thirties now then. It kind of is. <laughs> You're not there yet. Um, I'm actually not going to lie. I'm probably healthier now than I was in my mid to late thirties. Isn't that so cool? Cause that's when I put on the weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in reality, like you do have more time ahead of you to do different things, to do more, to do whatever you like. Mm-hmm. So the societal, what, when are you going to retire? Like, when are you going to be done working? What does that even mean? I'm sorry. Like, if you're passionate about something, you like your life, why? I mean, why would you be done? Right. 
Unless you hated your job, I guess, then you would count down the days. No, and and I don't hate my job. I really like my job. Yeah. Um, has it been tough the last couple of years because of the pandemic and the way teaching had to go? For sure. But I'm very excited that I think this year is going to be as normal as it could be. And I'm looking forward to that. I like that. Yeah. I do have an example of another client of mine. Um, he's freaking awesome. He is, He told me this past year, he said, at the end of this year, I'll be retiring, and then he's going to go do something so freaking cool. He's going to go be a pilot. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the coolest thing because it's like, no, he's not done, but he's going to start his next act. Same right. thing. And um, he said he'd been with his job for quite like, you know, longer than I can even comp- like 25 years mm-hmm. or whatever, and or maybe longer. And he's like, yep, this is my next, my next thing. And he was excited and committed. And it's just like the start of a new future. So, um, it's never too late. That's, that's what I truly believe. Even though a lot of people are like, oh, I'm too old or I'm too whatever. And I think I told you the story of my cousin who was a teacher and retired and now she's a flight attendant. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Because she wanted to travel and her husband was like, go for it. So She's a flight attendant and she didn't become a flight attendant till she was in her fifties, but that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. See, there is no like one route. There's no one way to do life. And I think mm-hmm. the best stories, the ones that inspire us the most mm-hmm. are the ones of those who overcame the odds of normalcy. Our favorite stories are the ones of the champions who do things mm-hmm. that nobody else is going to do, who defy the normal. Right. And I hope to defy normal. I hope to continue to not be what people expect me to be or expect me to do. I hope I continue to like outgrow my own standards. Mm-hmm. And I'll grow others' expectations. And no matter what, like, guess what? Half of those stories of those people defying normalcy is them doing years and years and years of hard work that nobody sees. Right. Where social media, now you have the pressure, like, oh, God, I should be being productive. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Well, guess what? Like, those comeback stories or those rebrand stories are usually – those that you never see until years later of them being successful. You see the ending, the tip of the iceberg. You don't see the behind the scenes stuff. Yes. Going on. Mm-hmm. No, all the growth. All of a sudden, boom, I'm just a teacher. No one saw those four or five years that I had to get my teaching certificate while working, while raising two small kids. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's nobody a whole sees other the thing. struggle. Nobody mm-hmm. sees the, the uncomfortable p- parts. Also, there is this, I mean, there's also the altering fact of the pressure to be productive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we talked about. We are very, um, people who like to be, uh, go, 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 do, do, do. What am I achieving next? And mm-hmm. I do love that about myself. I love that about you. But there is piece of, you You said, like, okay, so I got a phone call on a day that I had a really long to-do list and it was with a friend. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, okay, this person's taking up so much of my to-do time. And then I was like, whoa, wait, this is a wonderful connection. This is an amazing thing. This fills up my cup. It fills up my soul. This is aiding to my well-being in life. Mm-hmm. That pressure of being productive is also like there. Like you should be doing something at all times. You need to boost boost your emotional cup as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
You and, can't just be doing. And I struggle with that as well. I, I think I told you, I, I will journal and I'll write at the top of the day. Today, you must be productive. Mm-hmm. And then something happens that derails. Right. And it can be it's not necessarily a negative thing that caused it to derail. No. But, but and then I, I'm like in a panic because yeah. I didn't get my stuff done. Yeah. And you're like, somebody in your family needs you. Your mom right. needs you. Your kids need you. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you got, or work is calling and you're like, ah, oh, these things are stopping me from doing the things they're actually, guess that that's like life. Right. You can be effective outside of there, but also like there are things that are going to stop you and you can't let that, if you let that give you anxiety, then that's going to do the opposite. And I think that's somewhere where the social media has increased people's anxiety. Oh my God. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to even head down that more and more. People think that they need these things or want to do these things. And yeah, we're going to have 3D printers that can give you anything you want, anytime you want. Oh, but I don't think that that's good. <laughs> but I don't think that that's necessarily going to lessen the anxiety. I agree. Isn't it funny? Sometimes you like buy something and you like spend a lot of money on it or it's a stretch and then you finally get it after a, the first week. You're like, why did I feel the pressure mm-hmm. to buy that? The need to get that, the intensity, the societal pressure to say, hey, you need this thing. And then you're like, I don't really need that thing. It's it's <laughs> it's an initial endorphin rush, mm-hmm. but then yeah, it subsides pretty quickly. I've been on that one too. Uh, <laughs> I've been on that shopping binge. I'm cutting that down too. But I think society really pressured and like made me feel like I want my house to look perfect because everybody else's house looks perfect. Well, no one's posting the messy rooms online. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of societal norms. Couldn't feel pressure. But it's good to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think when we talk about it, we all feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's there for everyone, regardless of where you are in life and, and what your age is and what your station is. Yeah. Yeah. The last one I did want to say, you brought up, you said that some people think they have to be fit or healthy by a certain age. Mm-hmm. Or it's not going to happen. That's not true either. No. And you I heard s- that a lot in my 40s when I was probably at the peak of my unhealthy levels. And, oh, you got to get it done before you hit menopause. You got to get it done before 50 or you're never going to be able to get it done because it's impossible was the word I heard a lot. And that's not true. It was 50. I was 50 when I walked into the gym. (laughs) So. And you realize it is never too late to start. No. It is never too early to start. And there's no right time. You just take the leap and do it. It has to be right for you. Yes. The timing has to be right. Do I have some regrets? that I didn't do it earlier for sure, but it is what it is. I can't look back. I can only look forward at this point. I can only do what I can do now and go forward. I got this baby. I got this. I think my current expectation or where I feel like I'm supposed to be right now is like, I feel like I should be heading towards having babies much sooner than later. And it's very scary for me. You can like, Jump in on that oh, one. Let's that redo that. No, yeah, I, I was like, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking you'd jump in. Well, usually I don't. That's usually your thing. So <laughs> give me a heads up. <laughs> you need a sign. Hey, you over there. <laughs> Pop in here. I need your I help. I don't feel any pressure to have babies right now. <laughs> you already had yours. It's different. Okay. Let's, okay. Uh, I think that's the intro. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to I Got This Pod with Wait, Lex. Wait, no, we need an intro. That was the <laughs> intro. 
intro. Okay, that was clearly the blooper. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at I Got This Pod. See you next week. And remember, I got this.